I'd love to put an end to that fear as long as you're in alignment with that. Is that something that you're willing to do? And then just kind of go from there. It's like climbing a ladder. If the last rung or the next rung is not stable enough, you got to fix it before you climb to that next one. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Um, do you think it's okay to still keep friendships and hang out with friends in the old world who aren't on the same growth trajectory as you? Yeah, hundred percent. As long as number one, you don't revert to the version of you, you used to be around them. I think that's what a lot of people, that's the struggle is you start to grow. And maybe one of your things, just as an example is I don't drink anymore. I'm not going to drink. I want to stay focused on being healthy. If when you spend time with these people, they're, goal is to get you to drink, then it's probably not the best that you have those pulls. If they're talking about drama and that's something that just doesn't align with what you want to be in the world, then it might be best to not spend time there. I always try to say reallocate time, not necessarily eliminate friendships. Because even to my point that I made earlier, I wish I would have reallocated time better. And I think this is a part of it too. Think of it like, okay, if something happens early in a friendship, say year one, something happens and you don't express your truth, that same things same thing happens in year two, you get a little more frustrated. Same thing happens in year three, you're even more frustrated. Year four, it's worse. Year five, you cut the cord and say, I can't do this anymore. I think if you express your truth along the way, you can definitely keep those relationships and those friendships together. You just have to let people know how important it is for you to do things the way that you're doing them. And you have to stay disciplined. I think that's one of the biggest challenges. And I know a lot of people reallocate time with friends because of substances or whatever it may be. So as long as you can stop from reverting to who you were with them, 100%. What was the question? Do you think it's okay to still keep friendships and still hang out with friends in the old world who aren't on the same growth trajectory as you? I will use Jim Rohn, uh, RIP to Jim Rohn, amazing, amazing personal development speaker. He says the rule of threes. There are some people that you can spend three minutes with, but not three hours. There's some people that you can spend three hours with, but not three days. And there's some people you can spend three days with, but definitely not three weeks. And we have our own framework of the five buckets that we talk about, where there's the nostalgia bucket, the maintenance bucket, the mentee bucket, the growth bucket, and then the mentor bucket aka wisdom bucket. And the the idea here is reallocate time based on your own unique sort of chicken soup of the relationships that you need in your life to have the most fulfilling life possible. Um, your relationships are there t for growth. Growth, contribution, and quality of life. Those are the three. And if that's the purpose of relationships, mutual growth, contribution, and quality of life, you got to assess, okay, the core aspirations, core values, core beliefs of each individual, and you have to des design your life 
around that understanding. So I would say reallocate time. Identify, okay, maybe this is a three-minute person. Maybe this is a three-hour person. Maybe this is a three-day person. Maybe this is a three-week person. What do you do if you are growing faster than your partner and feel resistance? I would say you go in with the the old vulnerable problem solver. Mm-hmm. So you, and don't, I wouldn't necessarily say, hey, we need to talk. Start with the fear. So what is the biggest fear that you're dealing with, with this situation? You start there vulnerably. Hey, um, hey, aim, I've been having these feelings lately that you and I have been growing at different rates. And I, I think I'm just really, really afraid that in one year, five years, 10 years, 15 years, we might not be growing in the same path and, and we might want different things out of life. I'd love for you to start reading this book with me so you and I can connect on self-improvement and personal development and both of us can talk about it, have deep conversations and focus on growth and learning together. Uh, is that something that you would feel aligned doing? And then you go from there. I think it's, it is. It's vulnerable problem solver. It's I am afraid that what is happening right now is not setting us up for a quality future. I'd love to put an end to that fear as long as you're in alignment with that. Is that something that you're willing to do? And then just kind of go from there. Strong work, Kev. I Thanks, agree. Man. Emilia created something called the truth dial. And it's simple. It's it's imagine you're looking at a stove and it's zero to 10. And 10 is turning up the truth, turning up the heat, so to speak. Ask yourself, where is my truth dial with my partner? How how directly honest am I with my feedback, with my truth, with what I'm going through and growing through? And if your answer is six, you gotta you gotta bump that up to seven. If it's seven, you gotta bump it up to eight. And here's why. Coaching a lot of people, both in relationship talks coaching, but also next level business solutions coaching, all over the world, all different industries, all different people, all different backgrounds, all different countries, you start to notice patterns. It's very clear. When you dial your truth down in your intimate relationship, the, the, the connection and the intimacy also dials down. And so I've had clients tell me the, that I understand them at a deeper level than their partner. And I said, that's a problem. That, that's a problem. You can, you can dial up your truth so that you can get on the same page. And I think the fear underneath that is that you'll grow apart uh, more. The fear is, okay, we're already growing apart. If I dial up my truth, we're going to grow apart even more. So I'm going to appease, I'm going to appease, I'm going to appease. But that doesn't work long term. And so the idea here is vulnerably tell the truth like Kevin said. And I'm not saying to go from 4 to 10. That's called trauma. Do not do not just let the volcano explode. That's not intelligent. What I'm saying is dial it up a notch, see how it goes. Dial it up a notch, see how it goes. Dial it up a notch, see how it goes. Just like Next Level University, you ratchet up and then you lock it in. You ratchet up and then you lock it in. This takes practice. Uh, Kevin and I are still practicing vulnerable problem solver. We're still practicing expressing our truth consistently to our partners. We're still practicing expressing our truth consistently to the team when expectations aren't being met. So this is a forever practice. And the only wrong answer is to not incrementally dial up your truth with the people that you intend to be closest with later on, whether it's intimate partner or business partner or close family or friend. How important is it to reassess past pain points in the growth journey when you reach a new level of awareness? Mm. Unbelievably. So, so when I'm turning 34, essentially what I'm going to do, and I'm doing this technically every day, but 
I'm going to reread my life from this new awareness. And fortunately, I have a really good memory. So, so if you don't, you're going to have to really work on this. But I try to reread the book of my life from this higher sense of awareness. Uh, RIP, shout out to Bob Proctor. He says, when you read a book and you notice something in the book you never noticed before, you're not seeing something in the book that's new. You're seeing something in yourself that's new. And so I try to do that same thing. I re- reread the book of my life every year so that I can reinvest all of those lessons into the 34th year. And so I'll be wiser hopefully at 30, not hopefully, I'll be wiser at 34 than I am at 33. And I'm wiser at 33 than I was at 32, that's for sure. And, and the way I do that is by reprocessing the past from a higher sense of awareness. Just like Kevin, now that he understands business and finance at a really deep level, when he walks into a Panera, he's going to start noticing like, oh, okay, so this is the margins they're making and this is the kiosks and this is how much they're paying the employees and this is how they make it work and this is their branding and this is their marketing and like his mind is doing all that because it's primed now. Whereas when he was 26, he was probably like, I want some soup and, and a, a couple Sammies, right? Nothing against you, brother. Like, bacon, that's just, bacon, turkey, bravo, son. Love it. <laughs> um, those The salads at Panera, by the way, huge and awesome. Another reason why I think they're going to win. But that's my point. Reread the book of your life and reprocess it to this original question in an effort to reinvest those lessons and double down on those lessons in your next year. And you, technically, you should be doing that every single day, you know, every week, every month, every quarter, every every year, every decade. Yeah, I second what Alan said. It's super important. Awareness is the hinge to growth. In, to Alan's point, talking about business and numbers and finance, I remember we had masterminds early on with people and I hated them. It was like, I don't want to do this. Oh, is it going to get canceled? Nice. Love that. Loved when they got canceled. Huge fan of that. But because we were talking about business and money and clients and I didn't feel comfortable doing that, fast forward a little bit. So I became aware of that. Okay. I do not like these conversations. That was the initial awareness. Fast forward a year. And I had the same thing pop up. My protector came up when we were talking about business. Okay, what is that? New level of awareness. Now, every single Monday when Alan and I meet to do Marathon Monday, I come with questions about business and finance because I am aware now of something that I wasn't in the past and now I'm trying to take advantage of lost time. It is so important to revisit because if you don't revisit, you cannot relearn things that you didn't learn in the, in the first place. Super important. And I think it's like that for life. It's even if it's not a pain point, you have to reassess everything because when you look at something from a new perspective, you get a new view. And when you get new views, it's a new level of awareness and rinse and repeat forever. Ooh, Sandlot reference. Sandlot on that? reference. You like it? Yeah. <laughs> Matt liked that. I bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, Matt was a baseball player. Go ahead. Oh, Sorry. What is up, you guys? My name is Gabby, and I just want to give a huge shout out to Kevin and Alan for the community that they have created and the mission that they are on over at Next Level University. Never in a million years did I think when I started listening to the Hyperconscious podcast two years ago that I would be as invested as I am today. But here we are two years later. I have done group coaching. I truly look forward to every single episode they drop, all of the things that they're teaching. And I am now doing one-on-one coaching with Alan to help level up in my business. And all I got to say about these guys across the board is they are true, genuine souls. They mean it when they say they are heart driven and they mean it when they say they are no BS. And I think that's probably my favorite part about them. They get rid of the fluff. They give you tactical tips and tricks to help you level up in your life, to help you make strides towards your goals. 
and they've created a community of like-minded people to lean on each other at every single stage of life. So guys, thank you from the bottom of my heart for the impact that you have made in my life. And I am so very excited to see the impact and the waves that you make from here on out. That's all right. No worries. Um, is there an optimal length of time to allow yourself to feel good in your current level of you before burning yourself down by real, by rebuilding through growth? Go ahead, Jeff. Phenomenal question. He loves Uh, the word optimal. He's in. Yeah. So, uh, Everything is Goldilocks. We talked about this on an episode we recorded earlier. Everything is too too little or too much. Everything. You can work too hard or too little. You can eat too much or too little. And it all depends on what you're optimizing for. So I'm writing a book right now called Optimizing for Fulfillment. And the idea is trading in, optimizing for fulfillment. Therefore, you can have some pleasure, but you're not optimizing for that. So I'll give you an example. If Kevin, uh, Kevin and I are both setting a challenge where, and we talk about it on the podcast, but essentially we both want to lose 10 pounds by August 1st. And we created a commitment device that we're listening to um, next week's episodes for that. Wednesday's episode? I believe so, yes. Wednesday's episode, you'll hear all about that commitment device. But essentially, we are optimizing for burning fat, for losing weight, essentially. So obviously, we're not going to, Everything we say, think, do, feel, and believe is predicated on that. And so we could eat too much or too little. If you eat too little, you're going to tank your metabolism and you're going to waste metabolic wiggle room. If you eat too much, you're not going to be in a deficit and you're not going to hit your goal. And so everything is like that. So the original question is, can you spend not enough time enjoying who you are now before leveling up to that next level? And I would say this. It's a harmony between leveling up and ratcheting in and leveling up and ratcheting in. You have to ratchet in long enough to where it's like climbing a ladder. If the last rung or the next rung is not stable enough, you got to fix it before you climb to that next one. So, so stabilize the next rung on the ladder before you step up. Otherwise, you're going to potentially crash all the way down a couple rungs. And so a lot of people say, oh, well, it's, it's, it's two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back. Just make sure that the level you're on is solid before you level up. And if you're uncertain about whether or not it's solid, check in with that and then see how you can sure up the foundation before you level up. Very last thing I'll say, I know we got to go. I have a client who's an extremely successful multimillionaire and she's amazing, 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 crushes it, works so hard. She's harder working than 99% of all the humans I've ever coached. And that's awesome. But she doesn't have to work on hard work. Hard work is already there. What she has to be careful of is if she's working so hard that she doesn't take care of herself or doesn't do self-care or, or isn't drinking enough water or is eating too few calories for how much energy she's burning because she's on her feet all day. So you don't want the foundation to erode out from under you. So as long as you have a solid foundation and you have your foothold, then you can climb to that next rung in the ladder. That's the best answer I've got. I would say, number one, the optimal length of time is personal, depending on what you're doing, who you are, your experiences, all of that stuff. I would say the the best amount of time is you check in and say, am I still making progress towards the ultimate goal or have I settled into this comfort? 
are you still challenging yourself? And that is a question that I think everybody has the opportunity to ask themselves daily. And then this is the second part. So Alan answered it very well, so I won't add too much to that. But understand that the quicker, well, let me let me phrase it. The more accurate you are, and then the quicker you rebuild each time, the faster you're able to rebuild. So what used to be a one week burn down is now, you know, it became two days, which became a day, which became a half a day, which became an hour. And then it goes, you know, minutes, hopefully. And then eventually it's something that barely even phases you. So the faster and more accurate you do it, the faster and more accurate you can do it next time. And I think it's that. I think you do have to have the experience and the understanding of how you react as a human being. I think that's probably step one. So check in. Am I still making progress? Am I challenging myself? On a scale of one to 10, how much am I challenging myself? If you're in that three to six range, then you can probably give it a little give it a little test. Last one, Aim, quick. Out of all the points you both made, what sign were you least suspecting and why? Goodness gracious. You want to go first, Jeff? You want to arm wrestle for it, pinky, pinky war? <laughs> I think um, the one that I think hurts the most is the closest friends and family are starting to question why I'm doing what I'm doing. And it's, it's, it's one of those weird things, right, where Kevin and I are, like, pretty successful now, so many of them have come around. But back then, it was really hard to help them understand any of it, quite frankly. And for me, I think that, I think that's been a blind spot for me, is, is it thinking that other people would understand my point of view and support my goals and dreams. I do think that I've always been someone who puts wind into the sails of other people's dreams. I, I spend my whole life doing that, quite frankly. And I think that I wanted that in return, and I, and I don't think I always got that. And so that's been the most surprising for me and certainly the most painful. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it definitely motivated the hell out of me. So that's good. <laughs> I would say that would probably be mine as well. But since Alan took it, I would say the many midlife crises. I assumed when we got to a certain place of comfort, certainty, that sort of thing, that everything would kind of just be okay. It would be a challenge, of course, and it would be hard and there'd be long days and that that whole work thing would never shift. But I didn't understand or expect to have as many midlife crises as I have. It's it's When I say it's monthly, I'm not kidding. It's like... Every single month, Alan and I are talking about, hey, what does any of this even mean anything or does it mean everything? Like, I don't really know. You tell me. <laughs> now, what I will say is you've got to think that I would say we're probably growing faster than average just because we're playing for something so, so, so big that we have to. So it probably won't be every single month for you. But if I, I could not count how many times I have thought to myself, oh my goodness, is everything wrong? Or, oh my goodness, everything is amazing and it's so right. Or is any of this going to work out? Or, oh my God, everything is working out. There has just been so many times where you have to question your identity of who am I? Who am I now? Who am I today? Who am I supposed to be? Who have I been? That I think that is one of the biggest surprises I have had when it comes to this whole journey and growth. Great All right, question. One more, Aim. We got one more quick one. You got one more? fired up. Wow. Okay. How can how can we continue to grow without getting into the anxiety zone? Oh my goodness. Okay, on a scale of 1 to 10, where are you currently and what is the thing that you're about to do going to bring you to? If you are 3 to 6, 
I would say four, five, six. You're probably in a very good spot. If you're seven, eight, nine, ten, I would tread lightly. If you're one, two, three, you got to hammer it. I had somebody ask me that recently, or I asked them, I said, on a scale of one to 10, how outside of your comfort zone is this? She said, well, that would be a 12. I said, okay, what about this? She said, that's like a two. Okay, what about this? That is a, a five. Good. I want you to do that. So that's what I would say. Continuing to measure as you go. Same as Kevin's answer. The only reframe is self-esteem. If your self-esteem is insanely low, you're probably trying to set expectations of self far beyond your current capabilities. If your self-esteem is super, super high, honestly, that's a scary place too because you might be a big fish in a small pond. So you got to be careful. You might not be growing that much. Quick. Next level nation. As you can see below, we are doing the giveaway where if you leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice, screenshot it, send it to myself, Alan, email, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is, we will enter you into a drawing to win a hundred dollar Amazon gift card. Shout out to Nick who won last month. Reviews help us find more people like you and bring them into the community and add value. And that is the ultimate goal for us. So if you want to do that, please leave us a review, screenshot it. The link is in the show notes and the Facebook comment below, and we will pick a winner at the end of the month. 90 days, three months, 10 individuals, all growth-minded, all ready to grow and handle the growing pains of growth, clarity, consistency, work ethic, accountability, group coaching. Group 7 opens July 12th. I think we already have a couple of the spots locked. We have a big list of people that were, wanted to get into Group 6 that are waiting for Group 7. So if you're on that list, book your spot immediately. This will sell out. Group 6 is on fire. There's actually 11 people in there because we promised someone they could get in and then we messed it up. So, But we will only be taking 10 ever. 51 individuals, about to be 62 individuals after Group 6, have graduated from this program. The program has gotten so good one of the NLU team members literally said this, I feel like I got gypped a little bit because it's gotten so good so quickly. Now I said, well, we started out and tried to figure it all out. Um, it's gotten really, really polished. There's going to be a workbook for group seven. Group seven is going to be on fire. Now we have an app. We have an app that you track your habits on. It's fire. So if you want more clarity, consistency, community, accountability, group seven, July 12th, go to the link in the landing page, which I'm pretty sure Amy just put in the comments. Next Level Nation, as always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. Everybody say goodbye. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at Alazarus88. Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.